1: Hey, y'all, this is Teresa again with the Back to the Power, Women, and Insurance podcast. And this week, I have one of my conference bestie friends. We love each other online, Facebook, but every single time we get together is typically at a conference, unfortunately. But at the same point, we're always looking for ways to kind of get off into the side and be able to have our own little conversation. And we look for each other at conferences. So I wanted to be able to introduce y'all today today to a very, very good friend of mine. And I want to make sure I say this. She's with Countryside Insurance in Indiana. And um, I am excited today to be able to have Susan Johnston on. Hey, how are you?
0: Actually, it's Susan Oh, Johnston on Facebook.
1: Yes, yes. See, and that's kind of the thing is that I think whenever we know people on Facebook, like primarily or whatever, especially when people hyphenate their name, you're kind of like, which one, you know, because like I... Everybody knows my husband, I've been married twice, right? I've technically been married three times. My first husband was Kitchens. We had two beautiful children. Yes. I got married to Marcus Hunter, wonderful, amazing man. We got divorced, which is great. But then I changed my name back to Kitchens because right. that a kid's
0: name. So now you get called by all kinds of names, probably. I do,
1: I do. <laughs> and then we got remarried. So now his name is Hunter. I did check the box on the marriage license that I can change my name whenever I choose to. But girl, in and insurance, there's too many licenses. I know I'm well, I guess some
0: people will have an alias name on Facebook but they're like that's not my real name and I'm like what what, what am I supposed to call you yeah yeah, yeah. Well, anyway I love you you know that um you were my first insurance podcast that I discovered and I fell in love with you Aww. um and so I'm just so excited to be here. So thank
1: you. So excited to have you. And, you know, we have some of the best conversations whenever we get together. But before we get into some of that, because you and I can go down a lot of different rabbit holes together, tell us a little bit about how you got into insurance. Tell us a little bit about your background and tell us about what you love about insurance.
0: Well... I don't remember anything else but insurance. Uh, <laughs> right. My dad uh, was a metropolitan life insurance door-to-door salesman. Ah. Um, and so that's how he started out. So, you know, uh, that's all I heard about usually it was insurance. And then he started this agency when I was six. Okay. And so and that was back in the day where we still had no cell phones and home phones yep. and um people would call the house and, you know, he'd come home after a long, busy day and he knew that I was a talker. And so he'd be like, I'm not here. Can you answer the phone? (laughs) And I would start to take messages from people. And so then it became, you know, people would call my father and want to make an auto change. And he taught me how to get the year, make, model, VIN number, you know, all those kinds of things. So then when I was 12, he actually brought me in to like file and answer the phone. And then I got my license at 18 Wow. And um, would work summers and, you know, some evenings after school. And then um, unfortunately, when I was 22, my mom died and my dad was diagnosed with terminal cancer all within like six months. Mm. And so I had to run the agency full time.
1: Yeah. Very suddenly.
0: Yeah. And I mean, because he was sick. And um, so I had never been taught how to run an agency. I had just been taught how to do insurance. And so it was kind of, you know, trial by fire. And um, then I actually um, had to purchase the agency from his widow, who was not my mother. Um, And um, there were some lean times. Yeah. (laughs) many 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 years of struggle but you know now I'm 53 and I'm still here and it's I love it been a wild ride
1: well girl then you know we do have a lot more in common than I originally thought because my mom was uh, diagnosed with cancer when I was 22 and well when I was 20 21 she passed away when I was 22 so I mean it's awful
0: that's a that's not a fun thing to have to share
1: it's not it's not and I think it's something that makes you um and to me, in my experience, I'm not speaking for anybody else, in anybody else's experience. I think when you're when you're so young, you saw or not truly um figured out what it means to be an adult. I think at every at 21, 22, everybody thinks they're an adult. I'm not gonna say they're not an adult. Oh no, I
0: thought I knew it all then.
1: But I thought I knew it all. And I thought, but I, I think growing up without a mom, or I say growing up, because I was 22, right? So but being but an still, adult, doing yeah, adulthood, yeah. doing adulthood without a mom, I think um and I never, ever found another, uh, I was always looking for somebody to be kind of a mom figure to me, somebody that yes. I could talk to, but then it's kind of like, I felt like I was exhausting everybody that I talked to. So That's true. It, was, it was just kind of funny. It's like, I never quite found that,
0: that person it's nurturing. Me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think this it's like that unconditional
0: me. love nurturing.
1: Yes. Yes. And I think it's definitely shaped who I am as an adult and how mm-hmm. I deal with my team. Um, I think it, it also has um, shaped me just as an adult, as a wife, and as a human being with everything, because I don't want other people to feel that lost and that yeah. alone. And I think it really shapes how I am as a leader.
0: Well, you do a great job of mentoring many people. So that definitely shines through. Wow. Wow.
1: Thank you. I do. I do want to make sure anybody out there who has um, gone through those challenges or or similar challenges early on um, just knows that it is a struggle. It's it's not, you know, if there are young people out there that are listening, you know, in the industry, it is a struggle and you're okay. You're going to be fine. It's it's like pushing a boulder up a hill. And unfortunately, um, but at the same point. There's so many things in life for that that are that way that it, yes. it it almost like pre-prepares you a little bit for being able to kind of be a little bit more um authentic but strong at the same time.
0: And resilient. Resilient.
1: That's a great word.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, because that's it. We all have things in our life. I mean, most of us don't get through this unscathed. But I mean, it does serve us well in times like this, yeah. you know, where business is, you know, we were just kind of coasting and everything was going really well. And uh now everything is like a roller coaster and being turned upside down and resiliency is a big part yeah. of that.
1: Yeah. And I think we're seeing right now in the industry too that those um people, and I'm not gonna say agents or not agents, people and just in general, yeah. who are in the industry who don't have that resilience. We can, we can see that they're struggling a lot more, right? We can Absolutely. see that they are ready to sell. We can see that they're the people, like I've seen people on, uh, we've got a f- couple Facebook groups where people are maybe looking to sell or buy agencies. Yeah. And I've seen more posts there in the past six months Absolutely. about this industry is affecting my health and I yeah. have to get out. I've never I mean, seen it, posts like that can, before. And
0: I mean, I'm not immune from it and I'm sure you're not either. No. We have bad days, Yeah, but- I think the benefit of us having done this for a long time is that we know this too will pass. Yeah. I mean, you just, it, it, it may suck. and It may (laughs) suck for a while, but it will pass and there will be glory days again.
1: Yes. And it's not going to look the same way. It's not going to look the same way that it did. And I think we need to be very honest about that. Right. Because, I've been to in the industry a long time. <laughs> I've been in the industry a long time. You and I are almost the same age. So mm-hmm. really, I think the timeline when we were going through things is very similar. I mean, I was not in the mm-hmm. insurance industry at 22. Um, I was teaching school. So I, there was there was a difference there, obviously. But I got into the insurance industry in the mold crisis here in Texas because mm-hmm. my dad was with Allstate. And he could not write any more home business. And so Mm -hmm. he wanted to go independent, but he had a non-compete. And he did pretty well with his all-state agency. He was at that point where he was just really starting to make a little bit of money and he didn't want to give it up. So I went independent. So he referred a lot of business over. And then eventually when everything got going really well with the agency, he shut down his all-state agency. So um, you know, so we, we worked in tandem. I wouldn't really say we worked together, but we worked in tandem in a lot of ways. I will never forget calling him and saying, Hey, they say I need this thing called E and O. I was like, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. He goes, me either. And I was like, what do you mean you've been doing this forever? And he was like, but all state does all that. He goes, I don't. Yeah. Know. And there was so much that even though I can say we worked in tandem, like he had no idea, like he had no idea what an accord form was. He had no idea what like half of these like um replacement cost value yeah. that point all this our,
0: doesn't is- that just go to show how how fortunate we are now yeah. to have these groups on yes. you know on Facebook or you know masterminds or whatever that you can literally just pick up your phone and say what's Eno <laughs> yeah. you know and exactly. thirty people will respond within fifteen minutes and answer your questions and tell you the best company to go to and it's just. We're we're very fortunate right now. We are.
1: Expect. We are, and I think coming from an environment where that wasn't around for so long, um, to have it now because I didn't, I did not discover the online forums until 2016. I think might have been I like was after you 15.
0: So, what did you get in? I think I didn't get in until I think 2019, maybe. Oh, okay. I was okay. a light bloomer. <laughs> but, next- <laughs> so
1: but they're a game changer.
0: They it are the community. Really you
1: is. get from it. You're not alone anymore, and I think that's one of my struggles with being independent—is being so alone.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like I, I mean we've always been, been ind- we've always been we've always been an independent insurance agency, so I've kind of gone through all of that. But I mean, I literally was on an island from yeah. 1997 until whatever 2019 2020, literally on an island. Yeah. I mean, because who am I going to turn to? My direct competitors, right? You know, and I mean, I literally had people when I took over the agency, you know, some older men in the community that said, "Mm, we'll give her six months. So I had that going on. And, you know, that's coming back to me from carrier reps and everything. And so I, I couldn't turn to anybody. Yeah. I just had to figure it out. And then this came along and it was just like the greatest thing ever that you had this community that wanted to literally assist and build each other up instead of stabbing each other in the back and tearing each other down. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing.
1: And I don't know why people locally feel the need to tear each other down, but online people are super supportive. To me, that's just weird. It is weird. Isn't yeah. it?
0: It is. It's just I mean, they're not always weird. super supportive online, but as a general, well, online, that's,
1: very <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. That's very true. I mean, you know, people I can run into at the grocery store, I'm going to be mean to, but people that I never will see, and unless I go to a conference, I'm going to be nice to. Sometimes I'm like, guys, let's just be nice. Period. Let's not.
0: I actually have out. a couple of um. I, I call them friends. Uh, one's an American Family agent, and one is State Farm locally. And I thought about them this morning because I was thinking about how. The media is not really, I don't think, doing the best job about talking about the current state of insurance. And I thought about reaching out to a couple of the local papers and talking to those ladies and saying, what about interviewing the three of us to just discuss? Because I thought, you know, that'd be good. An independent agent, State Farm, and American family coming together to talk about the state of insurance.
1: I think that would be a great idea. I think you should run for it. When you do it, let me know. Because I I want to see it. I want to watch it. All right. We'll see if I can make it happen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, we talk about resilience, right? And I think we were we were talking about that a little bit before we even really got started. And I think um, I love the word resilience. And I love another word that goes very much hand in hand with it is tenacity. Tenacity. And I love the word tenacity because I feel like it's such a badass word i don't yeah, know
0: it is. i just think it's such a cool word you know a tattooed down your arm right i could i could i could add <laughs> it to my tattoo. i only
1: have i only have like six or seven resilience and i need more,
0: right i need to put
1: like resiliency down the side kind of like one of those like um what do you want to call it? like put a put a put a skull with a, it like, yeah. oh. <laughs> with flowers make it that could have been time. our
0: halloween costume <laughs> right exactly so let's talk about being
1: being resilient okay let's talk about being. Tenacious being resilient. I think resilient is a nice way of being tenacious. I don't know how to put it in my mind. That's what I'm hearing in my head. But I think resilience is just not quitting and tenacious is being a little bit more, um, I don't know how to put it. Uh, it's a little stronger. It's a little bit. I was
0: going to say ballsy.
1: but Ballsy. I agree. It's a little bit more ballsy than being resilient. Yeah. But both of them right now, whatever methodology we need to be able to use to be able to use this market. Our teams are tired. Uh, our markets are tired. Our markets are getting smaller. And the ones that it will take are a lot harder to be able to deal with. And then even underwriting guidelines, um, we're getting more cancellations. Which are changing far- daily. Yes. And they're coming in. And this is stuff that isn't just one or two times. It's everything, right? How are you working on resilience and tenacity? Because I think those, again, those are very similar words. How are you approaching that mentally and emotionally and or with your team?
0: Well, I think to a certain degree, you're kind of born with it. Uh A lot of it, you just have it or you don't. Um, as leaders, we can try to protect our team and help as much as possible, but I don't think that's something that you can teach. Right. So, um, a lot of it for us is trying to come up with processes to weed some of it out. Um, sadly, there are some clients that have, will not make it through this Yep. Um, Next period with our agency. Um, And when you get into a situation like this, I think you have to look at the whole entire picture and the health of your employees, but also your agency. And um, there are some people that may have been lovely at one time, but are no longer healthy for you. Mm. And um, for the health of the team and the business, they got to go.
1: Yeah. Um, Isn't that true in life though? I mm-hmm. think if we take that and we just apply that, I always think sometimes that we really take life and we apply it to business. We take business and apply it to life. A lot of the lessons are kind of the same. And I, I'm always shocked whenever we're thinking things are so new in the world because they're really not right. No, nothing I had when I was 20 or 30 are not necessarily the same friends I have today. Correct. And I had a really, really great friend. We were very best friends for a number of years. I'm going to say almost 20 years. we Raised our kids together. We were, we're best friends. Like nothing can separate us. Right. And then of course people get married. People have men in their lives. Those aren't men. They just screw everything up. But anyway, and I don't know, I noticed that. And then I found a different way of thinking. I went through some trauma and I just decided I didn't want to be that person anymore that I used to be. And I decided that I really wanted to pursue peace and happiness, not sit around and gripe all the time. And we had like a eight o'clock call every morning. I would drop my kids off oh, at that's school. That's nice. 8 a.m. in the morning. I call her, she called me, like we dropped off our kids at different schools at the same time almost. And so then all of a sudden we were just on the phone. And so when I'd be driving to work, she'd be driving to go get her day started, whatever. We would have like an 8 a.m. call, but it got to the point where I noticed most of it was griping. Most of it was just complaining about something. And it just... And a part of me thought, well, it's just us venting. But then as time went on, I realized we never really talked about anything really positive. Mm -hmm. We never really, we would talk to each other like, oh, you're awesome. But we didn't really talk about our situations about how we could be positive influences. It was more about how we were victims to the things that were going on around us. And as I got a little older, I decided that wasn't who I wanted to be anymore. So I tried to change the narrative in that relationship. And with that, we ended up growing apart. And I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And then I think it just got to the point where there was just too many differences between us. We just pretty much let each other go in love. You know, I mean, I saw her last weekend, lover, um, her like every five years now and I don't talk to her in between, we see each other kind of at major family things because our kids are friends and we still kind of have a lot of the same, like I love her family, her family loves me, that kind of thing. But I think we need to take into consideration right now. That we need to be that beacon for positivity. And there will be people who will not be able to make that journey with us.
0: Yes. And I, too, catch myself at times. Yeah. You know, um, there are days when you are just taking it. (laughs) From all areas, your mind, and And sometimes I have to step outside, I just need to take a break or whatever because my mood is going to affect everybody else's mood. Yeah, and if I'm down, 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 it's going to bring everybody else down. Yeah, and I mean, it's you know, it's a daily struggle, I have to check in with myself sometimes. Um, but, um Again, we just need to try to remain as positive as we can. I mean, not fake positivity, but right. positive. I mean, again, like with the whole this thing shall pass at yeah. some point. And, you know, you and I had talked earlier about pivoting. Um, maybe we don't concentrate as much on, you know, personal lines, which dealing with people on a daily basis can bring you down. So maybe we concentrate on life insurance, or maybe we concentrate on commercial or, you know, different things, our processes, cleaning up our processes, you know, we've started um, um, limiting what we will write and putting our own in-house underwriting guidelines that weed out a lot of the people that are calling in and looking for insurance, just different ways to try to make things better. It's a daily struggle trying to figure it out.
1: It is, it is. And I think, We also, to me, I think I also need to keep into consideration that I know that I need to help other people level up. So I need to set that tone, like you were saying, but also maybe people can be front facing um, in different ways than other people. We were talking earlier before we got started too about the fact that I'm trying to hire more. For I've got really good systematic, strong people who know what they're doing. As long as things work in a in a structure, in an order, in a in a foundation. As long as it works on a ch- on a checklist and a spreadsheet, and that's wonderful. But I also need some people who can pivot. Some people mm-hmm. who can. Talk about three different products at once. Somebody who can um, mentally answer the phone, take care of this and then mentally go do that and then take care of that and then come back to this. And they don't, everything doesn't have to be, oh, I hung up the phone. Now I have to go do (laughs) that until, yeah. We
0: need people that can pivot, right? That's yeah. a great yeah. word for it. I mean, my husband and I have had that conversation because I'm a master at that. Yeah. I can okay. have like 20 things going on at once. I'll remember to go back to it, you know, and I'm constantly shuffling. And um, but not everybody can do that for sure. Mm-hmm. But that is a huge asset for your team that you need and I may not be here forever you know and occasionally I may want a day off so there needs to be some no it's like almost unheard of but sometimes um but you need that in your team too you need the, the stable you know run the course and you need the pivoter
1: yeah absolutely. And I think it's important for people to know that they do need both. I Mm -hmm. think we always think of strong, steady, or we think, and I think it's a lot of what our personality is too. Like I'm a pivoter, right? So I like strong, steady because I feel like they keep me in line. Yes. Does that make sense? So to be a pivoter, Needs to pivot with me, not against me. Right. Right. So I need somebody that we move in motion together, not somebody that we're constantly running into each other. So I, I think I like the structure oriented people. And I think that's why I've hired so many of them, which is wonderful and which is great. But I also need people who can be that first responder, pivot, that, mm-hmm. that, that immediate. So we're actually hiring for those differently. So this yeah. industry and this where we are right now in this industry is changing how I hire.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's it's changing how I um coach my team. Because we may say things like, um, we're, we're talking more about time blocking. So mm-hmm. we, yeah, we, we started, started doing to be it, able too. to give. We've, we've even tried the concept where everybody gets two hours a day where they do the pivot thing. So for two hours, you are responding, you're getting things done, and then the other four hours out of the day, whatever it is you're doing, then you get to do things systematically, right? But during these two hours, you're working the phones, you're doing this, you're doing this. During this two hours, you're number three on the phones, right? You're not number mm-hmm. one on this so we're, we're trying different things. Yeah, we're, we're doing that, that too. And it
0: does help a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. I mean, when you're knee deep in the middle of saying, filling out a commercial accord application. Right which is no fun at all in anyone's world. And then, you know, you're getting somebody that that's calling in about their payments and then somebody else is wanting to change the beneficiary on their life insurance policy and the doorbells ringing or, you know, whatever. And you're just like, ah. so it is nice to have that time blocking.
2: Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not.
1: It is. It is. And I think that by listening to what it is that our team is struggling with and by having a good relationship with them, hopefully by listening, they feel heard and they know that in this industry, we're doing our very best. Yeah. I think that transparency of being able to say, okay, what are we struggling with? Here's what I feel like we're struggling with. What, do you, what are you struggling with? And then they can kind of bring that to the table and then we can like make a little list so we can say, okay, how can we all work to get what we want? So in this moment, you might be doing exactly what you hate, but maybe you only do it for two hours a day, right? You hate the pivot, right. you hate the first responder, but it's only two hours a day or it's only Tuesday, Thursday or something, right? right? And you know, would you rather do it for a whole day or is that exhausting? Would you rather do it two hours a day? By us creating a plan together as a team, I think it helps us to maybe enforce it as a team and then to say, okay, this doesn't work for me. The challenge yeah. I'm having on the other side of that is sometimes people have a little bit too much of an opinion and then they're like, oh, I'm going to go change it because I can do what I want to do. No, we still work as a team. Right. Yeah. Mean, and that's we don't, the, we don't the, to, the, the, the struggle I think hours. that
0: we see on our Facebook groups and everything is trying to get the right butts in the seat and trying to move these chess pieces around to make yeah. everything work, you know. Yeah. I mean, because there's, um, you know, we've gone through times where it's hard to find anybody that wants to apply for the job at all. Now we're starting to get people who want to apply, but are they the right fit? And sometimes you don't know until they seem great on paper. You talk to them and they seem great, but the whole team's not interviewing. I'm interviewing. And then when you put them in that seat, maybe that flow doesn't work. So it's really interesting trying to figure everything out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think being able to connect gifts, give people time off, think through what it is that they want to do. I think when we sit down sometimes my butt sits the seat and I don't even look up until yes. three o'clock in the afternoon.
0: Yeah. And um, then you look, you're like, oh my gosh, it's already three. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. So I, I just, I think we need to recognize and call out the elephant in the room with our team this is really what's going on and i hear it and i see it yeah. and i'm experiencing it too i don't i think it's those disconnected leaders that people feel like they're just working for nothing you know not necessarily the money they feel like they're just working for a paycheck and i think that's when people feel like they get lost in this industry is when they feel like they're working for the clients when they're working for the team when they're working for the for the for the group for the agency yeah. as a whole and that they're valued and they're listened to then i think they're willing to make some of those changes and pivot easier and they're willing to do things because they know that they have to work as a team that everybody's not the same way as they are.
0: Yes. Um but for the whoever's listening to this that doesn't have a team because I mean I've been that person that only had one other person it you know it's still important to find the balance even if it's just one other person that compliments you yeah
1: Um,
0: you know when there were times when um it was just two of us you know I was the more social outgoing talkative she was the one who was really good with numbers I was not good with numbers right you know so just finding Set uh, skill sets that complement each other. Yep,
1: yep. And I think that's really more important now today than it has been in the past. I think in the past we could make people work. We could we could find a way to be able to compromise and get them to work in some ways. Yeah, and now it's not that way. They can just not. But we talked about this a little bit earlier too. Is that I feel like um, our team is. we are like a puzzle, even us yes. me, as an individual. It doesn't even mean a team. I have different pieces of me. Yeah. If I try to put something in a certain pace of the puzzle, it might work there for a little bit, but it really is not the best piece, right? For that space. And so, but if you move it over here and this other thing, oh, then all of a sudden the picture looks better over there, right? Mm-hmm. And it really fits in well. Sometimes though, I think we take that piece and we're like, we're kind of wiggling it right on a puzzle. And we're like, does it go here? Does it go in this space? Well, if we have to do that, then it doesn't work. And our team and ourselves are the same way. Whether or mm-hmm. not we're, you know, whether or not we're a, a one person or even a two person operation or for a 20 person operation, I think it's important to be able to say that I need to work the way I need to work. And if that means that I hire VAs, great. Some people hate VAs. Some people don't like to work with.
0: I still have it. What? I still haven't hired a VA. Yeah. And if you don't, then you don't. Right. It's okay. It's. it's, I mean, I think about it sometimes, but I just haven't done it yet. Right. Right. I like having people in office. For me, I like the camaraderie. I like the being able to get up and walk into someone else's office and talk to them about an account. I mean, I like to hear about your day. Yeah. And to hear your struggles, and my door's open, and anybody can come in at any time and ask me what they need to. That's how I prefer to work. yeah, now, that doesn't work for everyone. You know, some people love remote and would never be in office. Everyone's different. And that's what makes us all so great also as independent insurance agents, we have the option to choose. yeah. So- <laughs>
1: and i love that i think we've embraced that a little bit more in the past mm-hmm. like 5 years and maybe a little bit before covid i think everybody was scared of the virtual conversation now mm-hmm. we know that it can work but oh, yeah. we know that it needs to be a right dynamic to be able to work yeah. it's not a it's not just a shoe in guarantee that this is going to work no right? like we like we're virtual it goes it's back virtual. to the pivot <laughs> it yeah it right goes you back have
0: the back to the pivot <laughs> exactly
1: and we've been virtual for a number of years um uh, we were I'm going to say 50% virtual before COVID. And then we just went 100% virtual after COVID. Yeah. I don't physically have offices, but like I go there to check mail and I want to Google my business uh, thing because it, it, that's what brings in a lot of business for us. Yeah, for sure. So that's why I have offices. And that's why I pay rent for those offices. Um, but I've scaled down into like one room offices. They're not like big offices,
0: but. Well, I mean, it, that is a good point because I mean, you you save on overhead too with not mm-hmm. if you don't have the offices. So mm-hmm.
1: But one of the things, sorry, I had to take a, drink yeah. Dr. Pepper, you know me, I'm a soda girl. Um, but one of the things too, that we did, we just started doing it is that when I hired my daughter two years ago, I was like, okay, get on zoom and she's in Denver I'm in Dallas, so I was like, okay, I'm going to teach you insurance, but we're going to do it over Zoom. So then when I hired my next account manager, she's in Austin, I'm in Dallas, and um, everybody I normally had hired had been local. So even though we were working virtually, we just went home and we worked, and we mm-hmm. saw a chat and all this other stuff, but we didn't do Zoom all day. So then when I hired down in Austin, I was like, let's be on Zoom all day. My daughter and I are on Zoom. It's worked really well. So why don't you join my daughter and I? Then all of a sudden I was like asking the other team members, why don't y'all join us? Then I brought the VAs on and I'm like, okay, if y'all want to, y'all can have like a breakout room, kind of your own little office area. So then the VAs are all in a breakout room. We have other breakout rooms to where... If I'm an outside sales rep, uh, Courtney comes on in. She wants to talk. We just go into a separate room, right, Lisa? We just go into a separate room. But all the account managers and myself sit in the main main room for that for that Zoom call, and we can talk, right? We can mute ourselves if we're on the phone, or we can say, "Hey, I can't figure out where this is," or "How would you look at this?" or "Oh, look at this! I just got this email or whatever." And we, can do we in some can ways that
0: makes dreams. you closer than I even am in my physical office because we, we still have separate rooms and doors and right. and whatever I mean you all are available to each other 24-7 pretty much so pretty much right. yeah
1: yeah and so and what we'll do is I do struggle with turning off my camera like there are times that as an as an owner I <laughs> just, just you're eating things. your lunch <laughs> thanks I meet my lunch you know it's not all that great when I'm so cool <laughs> You know, I mean, they don't want to see me at three <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon when I go pour myself a jack and diet coat because the day's been kind of tough, right? There are certain things they don't always need to see, That's but true. you know, they don't need to see, you know, a little nip, <laughs> my little drink. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, I have found that it really has brought our culture in the virtual environment to where I wanted it to be because I wanted to be virtual, but at the same point, I wanted to have a really good culture and I couldn't figure that out. So it took me Mm -hmm. a while to figure it out. Again, it's that pivot. It's what we want and how can we get it? And let's not stick with the conventional manners. Let's do what's best for us. And I think that has changed everything for us.
0: Yeah. And that's what I like too about... You know, um, going to the conferences, meeting new people, getting on the Facebook groups is getting other ideas Mm -hmm. and hearing what works for other people and trying something that you may not have ever even thought of. Um, Because that is, you know, we only know what we know. And like you were saying that you were hiring someone to help you with hiring and I'm talking to someone to help me with, you know, coaching our team. And it's like, we only know what we know. And when we get these new ideas, not being afraid to pivot and try some of those ideas to see if it possibly works. I never would have thought that I would have done unlimited time off Mm -hmm. and I do it now and it works great. And I mean, you know, the Susan of 20 years ago, who was keeping tabs on everything and, you know, your time off and all that would never would have imagined that I would do that.
1: No, but you know what? It's liberating.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: It's liberating, liberating
0: for me too. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know, I don't have to keep track of all that. Exactly. But um, it makes people happier.
1: It does, and I think I get more work out of them. Yeah, you know, I mean, and like I said, we're virtual, so like if somebody needs to go to the doctor, they go, they come back. It's not a big deal. But then I also see because I've got people working on different time zones. Oh, that, yeah. Um, sometimes somebody will pop in and pick up an extra two hours or whatever, like at four, four o'clock to six o'clock or something. Right. When mm-hmm. somebody else is still on the zoom and I keep the zoom going, I just, maybe I'd turn off my camera or whatever, but my daughter's usually on anyway. So, um, it's kind of funny because after everybody else leaves like at six o'clock, because different time zones, whatever she's in Denver. So she's an hour later than me. So she'll be still working a little bit. And, um, she's so funny. Cause then all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, Psst, everybody's gone, you know. And I'm like, so what'd you do this weekend, you know? And, and I love it, and it's really funny because Danielle, who's my personal life account manager, she's one of the first people that comes in the morning. She likes starting early, so sometimes the morning I'm like, hey, what are you doing today, you know? And it's kind of like that coffee, coffee talk, yeah, the water exactly. cooler talk, right? Yeah. And I love it. I have a great VA too. She comes in on Fridays, and she has a game for everybody to play at noon on Fridays. Every single Friday, she plays a game. So sometimes it's like guess this song, and it's like she plays a snippet of a song, and we have to guess who the artist is and who the um, who what the name of the song is. Sometimes that's she's fun. done like movie clips. She's done um, like what's this picture? She's done um, all sorts of like little games. We've only been doing it like two three months, but she's kind of in charge of that, and she does a great job with all that.
0: Like that, probably path. enjoys it too. She does. Yeah. I think that's great. I mean, just any little things like, you know, we we do the lunches together once a week. And, um, you know, in the past, we've done massages. We've done car detailing. We've tried, you know, lots of different things. Um, Lunches have stuck. (laughs) Right. Everybody loves Um, food. Yeah, everybody loves food. And it gives you a time to talk. Yeah. Um, So whatever works for you. But you just got to find it. You just got to sample some different things to find what you like.
1: I like that. Sample some different things and figure out what you like.
0: I like that. Yeah. And then do you ask them what they want, too? Or do you yes, but watch you know, their reaction a, lot times, a little bit of both? It's a, a lot of times it's the reaction because when you ask they're like, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I found. I don't
1: know. I'm like, so so, what do you, what do you really enjoy? You know, um, a bonus. Well, then I <laughs> try to offer them like a $100 gift card or whatever for like two days worth of work or whatever. Hey, whoever has the most Umbrellas this week went to hundred dollar gift cards. Yeah, they don't care. I'm like, oh, I I you wanted bonuses. <laughs> I thought you wanted blank, but you give them like a gift certificate to go to a water park with their family. They're like clamoring over it. You know? Yeah. You're like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. That's
0: just it. Again, you just don't ever know because I always thought it was money too, but money does not seem to be the motivating factor. No. Um, so you got to find what that is. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I know when my daughter was doing outside sales, I would be like, okay. For this quarter, if you make this goal, what do you want? Yeah. And then she would say things like, Oh, I want my car detailed. Or she would say something like, At one point, she was so cute. She was like, Well, you know what I want? I said, What? She goes, I want to watch. I said, do You want to what? She said, Because whenever I go into people's offices, I feel really bad pulling out my phone and looking at how i there. She said, so if it's on my my wrist, I could just kind of look down and then I could just say, oh, I'm so sorry. I have another appointment, but that way you're not in an appointment for three hours talking to some, you know, person who who won't stop talking. So she wanted a a nice watch. And
0: so I I never would have thought someone her age would have ever said a watch.
1: (laughs) And I think by asking those questions though, and I say this all the time on the podcast, I will never forget when I went to, this might have been right before you got in, I went to, I think it was um, Arizona for innovation mm-hmm. and uh, Uma Roy spoke and yeah, she said uh, that Kelly donahue Piero told her to ask her team what she wa- they wanted. She thought they were going to ask for like a cruise or something is like some big incentive, like bonus type thing for the mm-hmm. year. They wanted to wear yoga pants on Friday.
0: Done. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I too will wear yoga pants on Friday. Well, I mean, that was another thing. We always used to be dressed up, you know, COVID switched all that, thank God. And now we're like t-shirts and jeans. So that's, we're comfortable.
1: Yeah, totally, totally. And I think, yeah, and I agree. The old way of doing things were, you know, skirt, heels, whatever, or even just dress pants, a nice pair of dress shoes. Now, I mean, literally, hold on, I know, hold on i'm in my socks
0: oh on, you know well, i'm I mean, still in my jeans there so. you
1: go and in, <laughs> and it, this is halloween so i'm, I'm stressed up as a baseball player but i got on my yoga pants it's very cute socks,
0: you know and it's like
1: just be comfortable you know yeah. just just do you you know i mean and i'm all for like if, if we have
0: but no, i think no, that, that right. makes it that's like uh, to throw out another word um being authentic awesome yeah. Because I mean, I feel like you and I are both very authentic. We are who we are. We don't put on airs or try to be anyone, you know, that we're not. And I think that works for us. Now, obviously, not everybody can probably rock yoga pants and jeans and a t-shirt where they are. And some people
1: may feel like I really don't need to, but I do try to make sure my booty is is, is covered. So, you know. (laughs)
0: Well, I try to do the same because nobody yep. wants to see that. Right. But um, but yeah, I think it's about uh, you know, being authentic to yourself. And that was another thing that we took a look at because when I was younger, I used to wear the female business suits and yeah. you know, heels and you get older and you're like <laughs> no. I don't do that. <laughs> I still admire people to do it, but I just don't, well, don't do see nice. they look fantastic. I yeah. just don't want to.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just not who I am, not what I'm doing. And I think we need to keep that in mind with our team, with our clients, with the culture that we're in today, you know, and as we look at our operations and our structure, you know, being able to say, where can we maybe relax it a little bit? Maybe where yeah. can we maybe be a little bit more formal, right? Maybe for commercial, um, you know, we need to be a little bit more formal in certain industries. I, I will never forget I think it was on one of David Carther's boot camps for, um, for commercial insurance and, insurance, and he goes dress for your client, like if you're true. going into workers and you're going into people that are in manufacturing and you walk in in a three piece custom suit that, you know, that they're not going to bond with that. They're just right. not right. But if you're writing, you know, maybe an industry that is, you know, um, you know, uh, attorneys.
0: I think of attorneys. attorneys who are always, you know, in suits,
1: Great, great, great point. Exactly. Then you walk in in jeans and boots, they're not going to respect you as much. But if you walk in in a great suit, they're going to respect you more. Whereas if you do the opposite with construction, you know, uh, contractors or whatever, they're not going to love you in a three-piece suit. They're going to go, oh my gosh, this guy's so hoity-toity. He doesn't, you know, he can't relate to me in my, what I do for a living. And I think we have to keep our audience in mind, you know, (laughs) pivot. Exactly. And sometimes it's yeah. daily, right? So if we're doing something for our team, ask them what they want. If we're doing something for our clients, ask them what they want. In a lot of ways, surveys are great to be able to say, hey, how are y'all yeah. doing? Our clients are struggling just as much as our team is. They are. You know, and I think just as much as we need to spend a little extra love on our team, we need to spend a little extra love on our clients. Yeah. Maybe send them, I mean, I hate to say it this way, send them an extra little gift of something, you know, send them just a thank you note.
0: You know, I think sometimes maybe- it's just as simple as taking a little time to hear them. Yeah. Just to seriously, just to yeah. hear them. Don't talk. Just listen. Let them go. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people need that and appreciate that post COVID. Yeah. You know, I don't know, if we are post COVID, but you know what I mean? Um, I think that there's a lot of people who are struggling yeah. and they just want to be heard.
1: I think a lot of people, like you said, they're struggling. Post COVID, I think people are still a little leery about getting out and being around people. So yeah. people are, but then also with the tightening of our economy and then the yeah. the, the wars that are going on around the world right yeah. now, and with our economy being in the way it is, and then of course we're coming up to an election, so everybody prepare yourself. Opinions are going to be rampant everywhere you go.
0: Oh right? I I mean, nobody <laughs> wants that, but
1: at the same point, letting people be heard is the number one point of satisfaction I don't care who you are or what age you are everybody needs to be heard
0: yeah and to whatever women that are hearing this I always think it's um I I hear some women say they go to conventions or whatever and they they didn't get to meet people I, I mean just reach out Yeah. I mean, I don't know of any women in the one group that we're in on Facebook that would literally turn someone away. Right. I think everyone is so inclusive and is willing to talk and, you know, they'll give you their cell phone number and you can email them or whatever. Um, So I think if anyone's struggling in our industry through this time, they need to just reach out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think we need to understand too. We're only human beings. We can only put so much focus and attention in so much space. So if we see that somebody is, uh, if at, like at a conference, right, or even online, right, maybe they're talking to certain people. It doesn't mean they don't welcome other people to join the conversation. I think sometimes right. we can sit in a little corner. We want to be invited into a conversation. And sometimes we just need to walk up and go, "Hey, ladies, how are you?" And then all yes. of a sudden, it's like, "Great, sit down." join yeah. us. We're talking about this. Let's do it. And also and I
0: mean, I've rebuffed in the past. You know, when yeah. I go up to a group, sometimes they're not receptive to me. And I mean, because I am who I am, I think they're lost. Right.
1: I'm fun. Exactly. But then the exactly. table next to you would love to have people
0: join Exactly. You, right? And so you pivot and turn You've to finished. the other table. Right. And yeah. And then you make, you know, lifelong friends. Absolutely.
1: So. Absolutely. So I think The key here that we're saying is whether or not you're out there meeting other people in the industry, whether or not you're networking, whether or not you're in sales, if you're in service, take a little bit of extra time to be able to listen, talk to your clients, pivot with them on what they need, what they're looking for. With our teams, make sure that we pivot a little bit. Listen to them. What are they looking for? What feeds their soul? And then turn around and pivot yourself. Give yourself a little bit of time, a little bit of extra love to be able to accomplish the goals that we have and a little bit of grace. Right now, we might have had a five-year plan that in 2019, we were going to be in a certain space, but between 2020 and in the market in 22, 23. We that coming. Going into 24, your plan may be out the window. So pivot okay. to a new plan. You just pivot and create a new one. And that's where tenacity comes in.
0: And that's yes. I was going to say. And if, if we can give some resilience and tenacity to someone, I'll be happy to share.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Because I think that, that resilience is the staying the course, And I think tenacity is the ability to make that course what you need it to be in the space that you're in and you adjust the resilience. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't always look the same every day and it's never going to. I mean, I think before we, and I keep on saying this before we got started because we did talk before we got started, but we're not brain surgeons. We don't cure childhood cancer. We're not, you know, keeping people off death row. We're not defense attorneys. We're not... You know, we we didn't choose to be in a super stressful environment. I get that. You know, a lot of those industries, people went into those knowing that those were very stressful environments. But at the same point, we're fine. We're good. As long as our job is to take care of our team, our job is to take care of our clients. Our job is to do our very best. We cannot control our carriers. We can go to meetings and we can have a voice, but we can't control them. We can have more of an impact with our day-to-day clients and our day-to-day team members and the people that we impact on a daily basis, including ourselves. And to me, that's where tenacity comes in.
0: Yep, Well said, my friend.
1: I love it. I love it. Well,
0: Susan, if people want to reach out to
1: you and talk to you up there in Indiana, I know it's a little cold today and I know
0: it's a little chewy. We started. Yeah, exactly. But I'm hoping it's like 60 now. (laughs) Right.
1: Hopefully so. Maybe go outside. Well, you can find me home. on
0: Facebook as Susan Wathin Johnston.
1: True. <laughs> don't forget the Wathan uh, and don't forget the Johnston
0: with a T. With a T. Yes. With a T. And um, email Susan W. It's really long. At countrysideinsinc.com. You can find me on Facebook. That's usually the easiest. And send me a message. I mean, you know, I'll I'll be able to help in any way that I possibly can.
1: I love it. I love it. Well, my I friend, love you. you are amazing as you always. Too. And I have loved talking to you. Everybody, make sure you reach out to Susan. She's great. She's a beacon of love, honor, cherish. She's a tenacious, amazing woman it's out there in the insurance <laughs> space. So that is why she is a power woman in insurance.
0: Yeah. Thank you, friend.
1: All right, everybody, this has been another amazing episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast, where we highlight women throughout the insurance space. So make sure that you take a look at our uh, Facebook page. Make sure you check us out on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, blah, 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 all the cool places. But the reality is we do try to make sure we have a new episode every single Wednesday where we highlight another amazing human in the insurance space. So everybody, again, my name is Teresa Kitchens, and I will talk to you next week.
2: Hey agents, listen to this, listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it, think of it. Really? We're we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good terrible at firing actually. Uh terrible at creating process and some workflows.